Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to look at uh, verse 27. Hebrews 12 and verse 27. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. As of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, thank this morning, thank you for your word. I thank you for the spirit of faith that rises up. On the inside of each and every one of us, you said that faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And I thank you today, Lord, that this Word would become a reality, that there would be a shaking, that they would, there would be God fresh fire, a fresh passion, a fresh zeal, my God, that would consume us today. We know that everything else is subject to change, but you're not subject to change. And your word is forever settled in heaven. And I thank you that we as the people of God have purpose to build our lives on your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I want to preach to you this morning. My title is Unshakable. Would you look at three people right now and tell them, I'm unshakable and so too are you. Unshakable. Unshakable unshakable. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord this morning? Now, when you look at this passage in Hebrews, it's quite amazing because I like the book of Hebrews. And basically, we see here in the book of Hebrews that uh, kind of like uh, describes two covenants that we see, uh, one of them established by Jesus. But as you read the book of Hebrews, you see the two different covenants. One in the Old Testament, which was all the laws and all the incomplete forms of worship. And of course, when you get to the New Testament, you see the new covenant, which we encounter, amen, that was enabled through Jesus coming and dying on a cross once and for all for each and every one of us. But before God moved or became flesh and moved amongst us, we know that he was made manifest when Moses was up on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. How many of you remember the story in the book of Exodus? And there he was on that mountain, 40 days and 40 nights, and there was rumblings and, and thunderings and earthquakes and all kinds of stuff. And there up on that mountain, we know that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments uh, that would make, uh, that would be like a guideline to help people live their lives. And it was at Mount Sinai where heaven literally met the earth. And the Bible says that the mountain was shaken. Why? I'll tell you why. Because as his own creation, mankind was incapable of sustaining the proximity of the awesomeness of God. Remember, the presence was just too much for them to handle. And they said, Moses, you go and you represent us. God originally wanted every man 
man, every woman to be a, a king and a priest in his kingdom. But the people decided, no, we're going to have ourselves a mediator and Moses will be our spokesman. And from there, we saw the priesthood and everything else that evolved as we get into the Old Testament. But we know that the earth would shake one more time, this time at Calvary. And it would be a shaking announcement that there is freedom, amen, that if you're blind, you can see, if you are deaf, you can hear. There would be a shaking that all the oppressed would go free, hallelujah. And Jesus reaches down to us with an everlasting, unshakable love. It was depicted at Sinai and manifested beautifully at Calvary, and it reaches down to our very moment, this very moment right now, with this unchanging and unshakable desire for every man, every woman to be born again, and then to be discipled and to follow Jesus. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, the wonder of all wonders, the miracle of all miracles is when somebody is born again by the Spirit of God. Paul writes and says in Colossians 1 and 27 that it is Christ in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. And that means that when Jesus comes into your life, so too does the flow of his unshakable kingdom, which is based on an unshakable love, which means then that everything about you and me is unshakable. And we can take this unshakable kingdom. We can take this unshakable love. And we can minister it to people in our world. People that are without hope. People that need strength. People that need love. People that need freedom. People that need forgiveness. Hallelujah. God has been in the shaking business for thousands of years. And still today, he is busy shaking everything. Why? Because he can. He can but also because he is God all by himself. Ever since Adam fell, he's been shaking things. Ever since he declared Genesis 3 and 15, when God spoke and said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, talking to the serpent, and between your seed, the serpent's seed, and the woman's seed. And then God said, he shall bruise your head. That's what Jesus did to the serpent on Calvary. But, but that the serpent would bruise his heel. That's what the devil did by crucifying him and putting Jesus on the cross. And we understand that even though there are many kingdoms in this world that are all seen by the naked eye, there are, are in effect only two kingdoms. One that is a spiritual kingdom and the other that is a physical kingdom. In the spiritual kingdom, we have two. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And though the world is made up of many kingdoms, I want you to know, each and every one of those kingdoms will come to naught. Right around the earth, everything that can be shaken is being shaken. How many of you know that that's true? God is busy shaking things, shaking people, shaking lives. Whatever is not of God will be removed, and whatever is of God will remain. The prophet Haggai in chapter 2 verse 6 says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, 
it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of all hosts. Hallelujah. A shaking takes place, why? So that God can eliminate everything that is not of Him, and everything that is of Him can remain, so that He can then fill the temple, He can fill the house, He can fill you and I with His glory. Can you say amen? Revelation 11 and 15 says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world. There are many kingdoms. Political kingdom, educational kingdom, arts and drama, media, all, all various kinds of kingdom. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. You and I are part of an everlasting kingdom. Can I get a better amen? And it is a kingdom that will last forever. It is a kingdom that will endure forever. You and I are citizens of an unshakable kingdom. Lift your hand and say, I am a child of God, washed in the blood of Jesus. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And I am a citizen, I am a citizen of the unshakable kingdom of God which means I'm an unshakable person and I get to live an unshakable life. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? So we are unshakable people and we get to live unshakable lives. Why? Because we have an unshakable word, the word of God. We have unshakable faith. We have unshakable hope. We have unshakable love. We have unshakable joy. We have an unshakable courage this morning. We have an unshakable love. We have an unshakable power. Hallelujah. God's power is not like the devil's power. God's power is all power. He, that's why he's omnipotent. All power. All power. All power. In other words, there is no match to the power of God. It is an unshakable power. There is no power. Doesn't matter how many demons, how many witch doctors, how many sangomas you can muster up that can shake the power of God. God's power is unmatchable. It is unshakable. There is nothing that can come close to the power of Almighty God. And He has an unshakable church that's you and I this morning. Hallelujah. The building is not the church, although we get into a building. But we and I are the church. And Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, he says, But I say to you, Peter, that you are Peter. And on this rock, on this revelation, on the fact that you said, I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, Peter, but you had a revelation. You had a now word, and based on that revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So there is an unshakable church, hallelujah. Whether you are part of the church or not, the church will continue. The church will triumph in the end. I know how the story ends. And the story ends by the church being triumphant. Jesus said, I'm coming back again for a glorious church, a triumphant church, a church that is without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And you and I are part of that church. Can you say amen? 
What is it? How do you build an unshakable church? How do you build an unshakable house? By building on the unshakable Word of God. Very simple this morning. If you're looking for a profound sermon, you've come to the wrong place. But this is a very simple sermon. This is exactly what Jesus spoke about in Luke 6 and 46. He said, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Why do you call me Lord? Why do you even lift your hands and worship? Why do you even come to church and don't do the things that I tell you to do? Whoever comes to me, hears my words, and does them, I will show you whom he is like. Whoever comes, whoever hears, and then whoever does, I'll show you what he's like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, not if the flood arose, not if the flood arose, not if the flood arose, but when the flood comes, when the weather turns inclement, when the giants come, when the sickness comes, when the, I'm not telling you to accept it, but when it comes, do you know what to do? Are you unshakable? Or will you open up the door and say, come in poverty. Can I give you a Provida biscuit? No butter because there's no butter in this house. Will you accept the poverty? What will you do when you are challenged? When the storms of life come your way, what will you do? Hallelujah. It's not if they come, but when they come. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it. Why? Because it was founded on the rock. It is unshakable. Bump your neighbor and tell the neighbor, I am unshakable. Look at somebody and tell them, he must be talking about you today. I don't know. Find somebody and tell them, I'm unshakable. My life is unshakable. My worship is unshakable. My love is unshakable. My hunger for the word is unshakable. My commitment to God is unshakable. Can you say praise the Lord? The devil might try and come and shake you up, but you better stand your ground and say, devil, you've come to the wrong house. Hallelujah. Why? Because I know how to come to God. I know how to hear the word. I know how to do the word. And I have dug deep and laid the right foundation. I am unshakable. Praise the Lord. So three things here, very simply. He said, he who comes to me, coming to Jesus. You've got to have it in your heart to make a way to come to Jesus. People want the blessing. They want the miracle. They want you to lay hands and pray a three-second prayer. But there's, there isn't in their heart the time to make time for God, to push through the crowd, to come to Jesus, to press into Jesus. Hallelujah. It's very simple. He said, come, come to me. Come to me. No, pastor, I want the blessings, but I want to stay on the seashore. No, you've got to put your toes in at least. But I can tell you when your toes are in, it won't be long before your knees are in as well. And you're enjoying the presence. And if your knees are in, you may as well just go to your waist. Hallelujah. Just wade into your waist. Oh, this is good. I'm abiding in the presence of God. And as you're abiding in the presence of God, you're getting deeper until you are overflowing in the presence of God. There's got to be that desire to come to Jesus. 
There's got to be that approach to, to press in, to approach your God. Hallelujah. Come on, man. There's got to be that thing inside of you to say, you know what? I need to, I need to be intimate with God. I need to fellowship with my God. I need to commune with my God. I need to say hello to my God. Even if it's just getting into your closet and lying on the floor and not saying something, at least you've made a purpose to shut yourself in with your God. Can I get a better amen in this place? And then he said, when you've done that, praise the Lord. And then number two, he said, it's just about hearing what it is that I'm saying. Can you hear what it is that I'm saying? Hallelujah. Is there a word that jumps out at you today? Whatever it is, that's what I'm saying to you. He said, come. And then you hear. And then very simply, number three, you just do whatever he told you to do. How many of you can see, you don't have to be a rocket scientist Huh? You don't have to have a PhD in Aramaic and, you, and archaeology because you know where the Ark of the Covenant is. Who cares where the Ark of the Covenant is? Even when they find it, God is not in that box. He's found a new home. That's you and me. We are the Ark of God. We carry the presence of God. Hallelujah. So he said, come and then hear and then just simply do. Lift your hands and say, when I come, and I hear, and I do, I'm building my house on a solid rock. I'm going to be unshakable. No matter what comes my way, my life is unshakable. My praise will be unshakable. My serving will be unshakable. My worship will be unshakable. My love for God will be unshakable. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just taking the word. That's what happened in John chapter 2. They were at a wedding and there was a challenge. When the flood came, the flood did come. We've run out of wine. Fine. Whatever he tells you to do, just go ahead and do it. And when they did it, the water turned into wine. Just simple. I mean, if you can see, simple. What about Peter? There by the lake, Genezareth, fishing all day or night, Jesus comes along the shore, preaches a word, gets into the boat and says, uh, Peter, uh, do you mind just putting out your net here? Well, actually, you know what? I've studied the waters. I'm a bit of a fisherman myself. I got my degree in fishing, you know. Kind of know these waters, Jesus. I know that at 2 a.m. you're going to get like this type of a fish. And then maybe 4, 15, you probably find, I don't know, I'm not a fisherman, so I don't, I don't know what the names of the fishes are. Guppies or what? what give, me a, give me a fish. Shad, rockard, soul. I don't know, soul. Sounds gospel, but it's not. It's fish. Jesus, I've been fishing. I know the water's here. Nevertheless, you're saying something to me. I'm hearing you, and whatever you say, I'm going to do. And when he did, what happened? Huh? What happened? They had one little catch. They broke off the tail. They said, you can have the tail. You can have the fin, little fin for you. They gave their head to somebody else. And the, and the body, they just had like one little, put a finger in it. And they tasted it. Is that what happened? I said, is that what happened? What happened, family? They had so much fish. They had to call other companies to come. We got so much business. We don't know what to do. We're going to call other businesses, other companies, other business people because we can't handle the volume of business. Just simply coming 
hearing and doing. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? And in verse 48, he said, when you, when you come and you hear and then you simply do, it's like a man who builds a house, who dug deep. Hallelujah. See, when that storm comes, that's not the time to run from God. Oh, you know, I think we've just been, we've been overdoing it. We've been serving God with all that's within us. We need a break. That's why the devil's getting. No, that's a time that you need to put more juice in the tank. You need to put your foot down even more. That's when you need to tell the devil, I'm not backing up. I'm not backing up. I don't need a holiday. There's no Kit Kat. We don't serve Kit Kats in the kingdom of God. We serve bar ones and Texas and anything else you want, but no Kit Kats. You know the joke that, of course, that goes with that, right? That's not the time to back. You got to dig deep. So I'm thinking of starting a business. Brother, are you ready to dig deep? Huh? Or you just want to uh, own a business. But if your business is failing, there's nothing to boast in. You got to dig deep. When those storm comes, that's the time when you dig deep. When the doctor gives you a bad report, that's the time to dig deep. Yeah. Hallelujah. So it's like a man building his house on rock. He dug deep and laid the foundation. And when we do, no matter, when we do that, no matter what comes our way, we remain unshakable. I looked up the word unshakable, synonyms for it. It means to be resolute. It means to be decided. You, are you decided this morning? Huh? Are you decided this morning? Constant. Anybody that's determined this morning? Huh? I'm fixed. That's what it means. Unswerving, unwavering, unfaltering, persistent. And that's exactly what an unshakable life and an unshakable person is like. Do I have any unshakable people in this house? Any unshakable people there in Phoenix and Hillcrest this morning? That means you are resolute. You are decided. I have decided to follow Jesus. You are constant. You are determined. You are fixed. You are unswerving. You are unwavering. You are unfaltering. You are persistent. Hallelujah. When that thing fails the first time, don't give up. Give it another go. If you fail four again, give it another go. If you fall for the tenth time, guess what? Get up and give it another go. If you fail the hundredth time, get up and give it a hundred and one time go again. You never, ever give up in Jesus' name. You never, ever give up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How does that happen? As you build on the foundation of God's Word. Hallelujah. You come, you hear, and you do. You come, you hear, and you do. That's why this book is so important. You might hold this book, but you got to have it in your heart. You have it in your mouth, uh, in your lips. It lives in you. It lives through you. The Word is your healing. It is your strength. This book is your bread of life. It is your strength. It is your power. It abides forever. It is true. And, the, and above all, the most amazing thing is you are holding a supernatural book. Can I get an amen? Your foundation will be strong when your mouth is in line with your heart and when you speak the word in faith, believing that what you are saying and what you are decreeing and releasing from your mouth will surely come to pass. 
You can't have your heart one way and your mouth another way and think it's going to happen. Your mouth has to agree with what's in your heart and there has to be a sound. You've heard me preach this a million times. As you vocalize and you decree and say, you have the faith to believe that what you are saying with your mouth and believing with your heart will surely come to pass. That's what makes you unshakable. Hallelujah. And the devil is going to fight you for it. But you stand your ground. Hallelujah. You don't back off. You don't quieten down. You don't silence. You don't shut up. You say, devil, if anything more, I'm going to praise you more. I'm going to worship you more. I'm going to give more to the kingdom of God than I've ever given before. You push the devil back, man. You push the devil back, man. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You've got an unshakable kingdom residing on the inside of you. Come on, people. Hallelujah. We don't serve some little guru who's got his legs folded and hair long down to his knees. One hand in the air for three years trying to be holy. We serve a resurrected Savior, a mighty Savior. Hallelujah. Jesus was never a wimp, man. He was a strong man, able to weather all kinds of conditions and all kinds. No matter what demon came his way, he just looked, put a finger in the man's nose, cast the devil out. Wasn't afraid of demons. Hallelujah. Can, can you say, some of you are looking at me a little bit. Come on in this place. As unshakable people, we are fixed. We are resolute. We are unwavering. Come hell or high water. There is nothing or no one who will dissuade us from being passionate about the things of God. Come on, don't let anybody put you off. Don't let people silence and say shut up in Jesus name if you're not going to exalt Jesus and say something that builds me up and builds the when you talk about the church you're talking about my savior so either shut up or say something that's going to build the church in Jesus name don't come and yan 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 my ears I don't need that yan 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 my ears tell your neighbor I don't need yan 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 in my ears Those of you in Phoenix and Hillcrest, you're included. Turn to someone and tell them, I don't need na 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 in my ears. You get my eyes off Jesus. You, you suck the love of God out of me. No, I, I need you to come and build me up. If you're going to say something, speak the word. Speak life. Speak something that will encourage. Speak something that will edify. If you've been offended, deal with it. Ask God to forgive those that you've offended and, the, and those that have offended you. And get on with your life, man. Get on with it. Nobody made you the Savior. Nobody made... Oh, they, you, you don't know how much they offended me, Pastor. Well, you don't know how much you offended other people as well. Actually. Like you're in this exclusive zone. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and there you are, the fourth person of the Godhead. Nobody made you the fourth person of the Godhead. You carry flesh and blood just like everybody else. You will let people down. You will disappoint. You will offend, whether intentional or non-intentional. So don't walk around with your halo shining. We all got our halos. Hallelujah. 
Can you say praise the Lord? I don't know how I got onto that. But anyways, anyways, hallelujah. John 15 verse 7, close with this. John 15, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask. There's only a short list here, a short list. You will ask what? What you desire. That sounds like it's open-ended. Like imagine if Mr. Patrick Motsepe would come with his checkbook. Do we have Patrick Motsepe in the house? I think he's here somewhere. I'm just kidding. But imagine him with his checkbook. He's a wealthy man, I'm told, right? How much is he worth? Huh? Chump change. I don't know, something. I don't know what it is. A couple of billion. But imagine him coming with his checkbook, signing it at the bottom, and leaving it blank. Huh? He said, Yo, I'll leave it up to you to go and fill. Who would put 10 rand there? Would you, would you go and put 10 rand? Danny, would you put 10 rand in there? Huh? Knowing that he's got billions in the account. Huh? Who would put even 20 rand in there? You'd be crazy. You'd be crazy. The guy just signed a check. It's, a, it's an open check. He's got billions in the account. You're going to put 20 rand? No. I'll put at least a billion. At least. <laughs> oh, that's my starting. B-I-L-L-I-O-N. One billion. I, 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 I would. I would. I would. You gave me the check, Mr. Motsepe. It's signed by you. It's blank. I'm going to put him at one billion. I'm going to start at one billion. I might even go two. I don't know. I don't know. But he says, whatever you ask, whatever you desire, and we'll then have a board meeting and we'll figure it out between the Holy Ghost, Jesus. I don't know. Jesus might have to go to Capitec and find if see if there's enough money there. I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out. Don't worry. We'll, 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 we'll work. Is that, what, is that what it says there? And it shall be done for you. The literal translation, I love it. I love this. Look at what it says. If you abide in me and my words are living in you. I mean, that... That separates the sheep from the goat right there. That separates the naysayers from the ones that truly want to press in and really want to be effective for God and be used by God. If you abide in me and my words, not a word. Well, past 1923, I remember there was a prophet. I forget his name. And he said X, Y, Z. Michael, are you still going on what happened in nine? What, what word is living now on the inside of you? You can't even remember the guy's name. Huh? If you abide in me and my words are living in you, ask whatever you will. Ask whatever you will. Now, whatever in the Greek is whatever. In Zulu, it's whatever. In Telagathu, or whatever that language, was it? Gujarati, what? Telugu. 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 All right, or Hindi, or whatever language you want to put there, whatever is whatever. I'm sorry, what, that, that's, that's what it is. Whatever, ask whatever you will, and it will leap into being, and it will become a fact. He said, when, when, when you abide in me, and my words have become flesh and blood on the inside of you, and you have lined up your mouth with your heart, and you are resolute. You got that expression on your face. I ain't going anywhere, devil. If anything, 
you're leaving this place. If anything, you're leaving this marriage. I ain't going anywhere. If anything, you're leaving this body sickness. Hallelujah. And you got that face about you. The Bible says, look, you will ask whatever you will and it will drag itself. You, have to, you might have to help the miracle. Jesus, I'm helping you now because I know. You, you, is that what it says? It will leap and you'll blink and the thing will be there already. Your miracle is not limping its way into your life. It will leap into being and it will become a fact. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that's just so powerful. That's just so powerful. If you abide in me and my words are living in you, ask whatever you will and it will leap into being. It will become a fact. That's what happens when the Word of God becomes flesh and blood on the inside of you. When you have come to Jesus, you're hearing the Word, you are doing the Word, your mouth has lined up with your heart, you are speaking the Word in faith, believing that what you are saying and decreeing will surely come to pass. Then when the flood comes, in the middle of your flood, in the middle of that storm, in the middle of that trouble, and when you are looking at that ugly giant in his face, you will ask whatever you will, and it will leap into being. It will become a fact. Why? Because you're unshakable. Bump your name and say, neighbor, I'm unshakable. Everybody say, I'm unshakable. unshakable. Lift your hands right now. Everybody right across this place. I want you to say, because Christ is in me. Because Christ is in me. The hope of glory. I have the flow of His unshakable kingdom. That means I am an unshakable person. No matter what may come my way. I'll be like the person that Jesus spoke about. In Luke 6, 46, I come to you, Jesus. I hear what you say, Jesus. I will do what you say, Jesus. And when I do, I will dig deep. I will dig deep so that when the storms of life come my way, I will pray and ask. And whatever I prayed for will leap into being and become a fact. And because of that, I am resolute. I stand firm. I'm determined. I'm fixed. I'm constant. I'm unswerving. I'm unwavering. I'm unfaltering. I am unshakable. I have an unshakable kingdom and an unshakable king that lives on the inside of me. And because of that, and because of that, and because of that, I am unshakable in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody stand to your feet this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you, thank you for your word, your word, your word, your word that has come today, God. Oh, that we would be like that man that built his house on the solid rock. He came, he heard, and then he did simply. I pray today, God, whatever storm we might be facing, whatever trouble 
has come our way, whatever adversity we, your people, might be facing, I declare that we are unshakable, that in the middle of that storm, we will remain fixed, we will remain resolute, we will remain constant, we will remain unwavering, unfaltering, unswerving, all in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you right now, God, that you are putting a supernatural strength on the inside of men and women in this place. That you are helping men and women right now to realize in all three campuses that the greater one indwells us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, that we have the flow of an unshakable kingdom and an unshakable Lord, unshakable King, which means we are unshakable people today. I pray your blessing over every person with every head bowed, every eye closed. See, the Bible says he came, he heard, and he did. There was an action following what he heard. Some of you this morning, there's requiring an action on your part. You say, what, what, what do you mean? Well, you've heard about the love of Jesus, that he's for you, he's not against you, that he desires every person, every man, every woman to be born again. That's the desire of your God, our God. And being born again doesn't mean that you have one foot in, one foot out. It doesn't mean that you're just sprinkling your toes in. and You're just tasting a little bit. It means that you are completely given over to God. That you have surrendered your life completely to Jesus Christ. And so today, right here, Phoenix, Hillcrest, this is not to embarrass anybody. This is not to make show of anybody. This is simply what God requires, that with coming and hearing, there is now an action that is involved. Let me tell you, man, if you've got your toes in and you think that that's what God wants, you are actually fooling yourself. It would be better for you to completely disengage and go and do what you must do. But to think that you've got your toes in and that you are pleasing to God and serving God, you're not. One time Jesus said, if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's coming from the mouth of Jesus. And so with every head bowed, I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If your life is not right, right here in Mabel, Galloway, I mean uh, Phoenix and Hillcrest, all three campuses, those of you watching by way of live stream, if you're not right with God, today you can come, you can put right, you can come just as you are. And so right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking, you're in this place. There's an action that's required, something that you must do to put right with God. And that's just simply responding and obeying and coming as you are. Right now, right now, if I've been speaking to you and you know that's me, this is not to embarrass you. Not to make show of you. Nothing like that at all. We just simply want to pray for you today. Right now. I'm going to ask you just to put your hands up high in the name of Jesus. Go ahead right now. Say, here's my hand. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you in the back. God bless you in the back. Anybody else? Quickly raise your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. Anybody else? Say, that's me, Pastor. They're in Phoenix. They're in Hillcrest right now. Say, that's me. My life is not right. I'm away from God. And thank you so much. This word means something to me. I am choosing to respond. Would you pray for me? Here's what I want you to do. Those of you that put your hands up, whether it's here 
Phoenix, Hillcrest, I want you right now just to slip up out of your seats. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like the privilege of praying for you. And when you come, we're going to shout. We're going to rejoice. We're going to celebrate because it's a great moment. Come right now. Come right now. Come to the front. They're in Phoenix. They're in Hillcrest. Right now. Come in Jesus' mighty name. That's right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Wonderful. That's right. Come on. In Jesus' name. You gave your life for me to share on Calvary. Keep clapping. I'm going to get those of you that are, if you're coming down, Phoenix, Hillcrest, just give you a moment to come down to the front. Is there anybody else right now? You say, Pastor, would you include me? Then I want you to come, come now. Come right now. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. God bless you. Awesome. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else right now? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Right across the campuses, I'd like everybody to pray this prayer. All right? Would you say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. Just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sins. And I ask you for forgiveness. Thank you for loving me so much. And never ever giving up on me. Today with my heart I believe. And with my mouth I confess. That you are the Christ. The son of the living God. Thank you for your blood. That cleanses me. And washes me. I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all my sins. And I'll never be the same from this day onwards. I receive your unshakable kingdom. You're my unshakable king. And I decree and declare that from today, I'll be an unshakable person. I receive your unshakable love. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Can you give the Lord a praise offering? Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.